The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And it's the Hard Shoulder with Anton for Kieran. The war between supermarkets has flared up once again, this time with one German discounter dropping the price of their own brand milk by 10 cent. And of course, the expectation now being that major supermarkets are going to follow suit. It's welcome news for consumers. It's not welcome news for farmers who are already stretched thin with poor profit returns on milk. And the IFA have been raising concerns about the impact of a price drop like this. Joining me to discuss it is Neil Richmond, who is Fine Gael TD and Minister for State with responsibility for business, employment and retail. Neil, what can you and the government do to ensure that the people who are picking up the tab for this drop in price is the retailers, not the farmers? Well, a couple of things, Anton. And the first and foremost is the new um, food regulator that we we passed legislation for a couple of weeks ago that allow us to give a lot more transparency in the food industry and to make sure that food companies uh, aren't underpaying farmers and in turn uh, overcharging retailers who are in turn overcharging customers. So that there's a lot of talk about this at the moment and a lot of concern because let's be frank, prices at supermarket tills up to the last number of weeks have just simply been acceptable. They are still too high. When we're in a cost of living crisis, people do find that they're paying too much, particularly for the basics. Now, we haven't seen those increased prices at supermarket tills lead to an increased price at the farm gate. So what we make quite clear uh, as a government when I met the retailers twice now in the retail forum is we expect re- um, prices at the checkout to come down, which they have. Um, consistently and not just on milk but on a whole wide range of products but we want we don't want to see that at the expense of price at the farm gate so we engage regularly with the but, IFA. But what the can ICSA. you do can prevent, to prevent that from occurring? I mean it is one thing to ask them it's another mm-hmm. to enforce it. Can you enforce? Well there's plenty of measures that we can use to enforce but to be honest we don't want to use them and we've seen other European countries who say for example have brought in price caps and they've been an absolute disaster. We saw it in Hungary, we saw it in Croatia uh, and certainly the Spanish government considered it and thankfully um, dropped it um, before they actually got to bring it into force. The main real power tool of power open to the government is um, the new agri-food regulator that's come into force. That allows us to provide uh, real security in terms of um, the the visibility and transparency around prices. We've seen previously where the government has been able to sit down with farmers, with retailers and with food producers, say, in relation to beef, uh, to make sure that the beef forum could ensure a fair price for farmers, that, of course, um, the processing companies could do their job, but ultimately that consumers are protected as well. All of this, Anton, requires deep levels of constant uh, engagement um, from all bodies. And that's that's what we're doing in the government. We engage constantly with producers, with food companies, and indeed in my own remit uh, with the large multiples. The, the, the food regulator, you've, you've cited it now twice as something mm. of a panacea. When does it come into existence? Well, I wouldn't call it a panacea, Anton, far from it, but I think it is an important progress. As I said, the legislation has been passed and we hope to see it fully operational with the full powers in the next number of months so that's come quite a far bit and that was a product of quite a bit of engagement with um with the with the farming representative bodies as well quite a number of amendments were accepted a lot of farmers can decide that liquid milk is not for them and move permanently out of that end of the market into other sectors in a few months yeah, and that's a real concern. And obviously, we want to make sure that there is the balance. And farmers have been making big decisions in relation to moving from dairy producing cows or moving to dry stock or beef for years. They 
they have that flexibility to do it. It's the government's responsibility to work with the farm representative bodies, to work with the food companies, to make sure we have a critical mass of food produced in this country to make sure that consumers have the greatest level of options. Because the competition, Anton, that we see in supermarkets, it is a good thing. It's greatly important. Food inflation in Ireland, while we feel it's high, it's considerably lower than the rest of Europe, but we're starting from such a high base. The more supermarkets we have in um, in Ireland, the more operating the more choice we can give to consumers the fact that one supermarket chain cut their price of milk on friday and we've seen three more major supermarkets equally cut their price so they've all got the price of milk in supermarkets at two euro and nine cent for two litre is a good thing anton indeed as long as it doesn't end up pinching the farmer so that they are no longer economically viable or so that they're subsidizing the retailer's capacity to run a loss leader now in, in as we wait for the food regulator to come into existence in autumn is there anything you can do between now and then other than talk to them? Well, I think people undermine talking and dismiss things as a talking shop, but that's how we get things done. You know, the last thing you want is a government at a remove just to use legislation that's draconian to force things to happen. We want to constantly, and which we are doing, constantly engaging with the farmers, the producer, and the retailers. Milk isn't a loss leader in our supermarkets, Anton. It's a staple mood, a staple food stuff, a staple part of every person's um, weekly shop that most people simply can't go without, particularly parents of young children like myself. We also crucially know that farmers are consumers too. They produce the food, but they also need to buy the food. And this is something that is a huge balance, but we do have a very good food producing system in this country. We've got but can I ask you, in, in relation to the mill, because you accepted all that you're saying in terms of consumer impact, but if we look at where that impact is being felt, have you sat down with the retailers and said, okay, show me the books where you're absorbing this price drop so that we see that you haven't simply handed it directly on to the producers and that it is the farmer that is subsidising these big retailers. So in the, not the last retail form, but the previous one I went through, uh, each retailer has asked them to go through where they've seen input costs go up, where they've had to introduce price increases, but equally where they have reduced the prices. Only one of the retailers, and not to go into individuals, published their individual profits and books for Ireland uh, every year. The others aren't obliged to, and we have to respect competition and market sensitivity in that regard. But crucially, it's not just the retailers. It is the food company. We saw one uh, large dairy producer made profits of over 43% last year. We saw another one, an Irish-based one, saw their their overall sales go up by, by 24%. So it's not just about the retailer and the farmer. It's crucially about the food company in the middle. And that's why we have to talk to all three parties to ensure there's a fair price at the farm gate, that Food companies can continue to make the profit they need to, to ensure they have a viable business, but equally that the price at the supermarket till can ensure customers and consumers get value for money, but also that supermarkets continue to pay wages and understandably meet very real uh, rising costs in terms of, of energy and much other things. But that's why we are working with the Anton to make sure that we can strike that balance. Although there seems to be something in a paradox in, in, in what you're facing, because you say on the one hand that you don't want to be bringing in draconian laws, that rather what you want to have is open dialogue and discourse Mm -hmm. with the players. When you then cite the effect of that dialogue, you say only one of them has published the information relating to where these costs go and the rest of us, the rest of them, have effectively told us to take a hike. Not really. Only one company has chosen to, so they're not obliged to. And this isn't about... What use is discourse then? But discourse has ensured that we saw one retailer reduce 
prices by of 700 different products through the week at the checkout till. We've seen a decrease in grocery inflation. We've seen prices at the checkouts come down over the last eight weeks. That's really important, Anton. We haven't seen farmers uh, screwed to the pin of the collar. Instead, we've seen discourse, be it in relation to beef, in relation to dairy, in relation but, to but sorry, beef products. That's exactly that the question that, that I'm asking. Balance, what I'm asking is, if you take something like milk prices where the IFA is saying, look, this is going to end up being the farmer. You turn to the retailers and you say, look, guys, can you show us where you're absorbing that cost drop so we see that it isn't being passed on to the farmer? And what you're saying is they don't declare that, they don't show you that, and they don't give you any undertaking that they won't pass it on. They don't have to, but they have given undertaking, crucially, Anton, they have given an undertaking that where input costs go down, and that's input costs is the terms of uh, things like energy, in terms of logistics, uh, things, um, raw materials that all spiked in the last 12 months, that where input costs go down, that their costs at the checkout will come down, and we have seen that. We monitor then at source the wholesale price of milk and other products as well, of course, in the department and indeed through the um, the CCPC and other bodies. We have to make sure, Anton, genuinely, this is about the level of discourse that at the end of the day is rooted in an open and fair competitive market that has seen food prices in Ireland go up by a, a smaller amount than the rest of the Europe that still sees Irish farmers receive a respectable um, price for their produce, be it dairy or otherwise, but of course the government has to keep those lines of communication between farmer, food company, retailer and consumer to make sure there is a balance. It is a very difficult balancing act, Anton. Well, let me just ask you on that thing of the input cost. How do you know they'll actually deliver that? What proof do they give you that their input costs are handed into the consumer when they drop? Well, we've seen input costs go down over the last six months. We, we watched the, over the wholesale energy prices and we've seen where Electricity Ireland has cut. And in turn, we saw how prices were dropped in pretty much every large Irish retailer over the last six weeks have dropped drop prices on over 400 products. They have told us quite clearly that the ability to drop products largely rests in own brand goods and we have seen that. We've seen that price comparison. We've had the CCPC go in and make sure and investigate the retail sector. They've done that. They've shown there's no evidence of any gouging or any profiteering. They have the powers to do that and what we have now is a situation where we want to ensure that prices come down at the retail, that they're that for the retailer at the checkout, that they're absorbed um, either by the, the food processing company or the retailer based on the reduction in their costs and that a fair and decent price is maintained at the farm good for Irish farmers. And now, that hang is on for a minute. If you have the capacity to do that for input costs, so if you are able to say, look, you guarantee us that if input costs drop, you will drop to the consumer and we will test that by sending in CCPC or whoever else has to do the, mm-hmm. the check. Why do you not get a similar enforceable commitment in respect of not passing on price drops where they say to you, if we cut the price of something on which so many dairy farmers in this country are dependent, which is the milk price, we guarantee we won't get it passed on to the farmers and we'll let you audit that? Well, that's what the food regulator, to be honest, Anton, is able, is going to be able to do in the next couple of months. It's going to be able to go back and see that there's transparency in the entire supply chain of food from, from farm to fork. And that is a really good thing. And that has happened after months and months of debate in the doll, passed, enacted, and we'll see it brought in with real powers. That is a good thing. And we're starting to see that movement. We ultimately have a retail sector, a food provision sector in this country that thrives on competition by a large number of supermarkets. We also have a number of really high-end food processing companies, production companies, 
And we have farmers that produce some of the best food in the world, if, at least in Europe, if not in the world. That is maintained. And it is, of course, a delicate balance. And we always have seen a flare-up, be it in terms of beef prices previously. But we are maintaining that balance, despite a very real cost of living, cri- living crisis, where we've seen increased labour costs, increased energy costs. But the government is always in hand to work with all uh, partners. And that's why the, the TBEST scheme was introduced to help retailers and food pressing companies and many others bring down their energy costs and will continue to do that. Well, let me ask you in conclusion, if the food regulator is going to be the solution that brings that transparency that allows us to see where these cost drops are getting allocated, whether they be to the retailer or the producer, what do you say to farmers, who, particularly dairy producers, who'll be looking at that and saying, yeah, that's all well and good come October, but I'm already at the pin of my collar and I'm getting squeezed by the retailers, what do I do between now and then? Well, we haven't actually asserted that they are being squeezed by retailers at the moment. We're making sure, and we have seen, that a fair price is being paid, but equally that any input costs that have come down in terms of energy are being passed on to the retailer. We are. This is something that's being monitored very carefully, and, of course, in the number of months before the regulator is up and running, we'll continue to keep that open level of discussion and dialogue between retailer, processor and farmer, as well as consumer, that underpins what is a very delicate but on the whole, um, high-performing food provision sector in this country far better than I would argue many of our continental colleagues. Neil Richmond, thank you for your time this afternoon. That is Neil Richmond, who is Fine Gael TD and Minister for State with Responsibility for Business, Employment and Retail. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.